An Apple factory in China is expected to cut production of iPhones by 6 million in response to ongoing worker protests. The workers' main demand is more playtime. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, that's, I'm shocked too, guys. Ah, uh, yes, a good belly laugh out of child slave labor in China making our phones. The Democrats are good with that. They don't have a word to say about that. In fact, Time Magazine put out its list of candidates for Person of the Year this morning. And it does not include the China protesters. It does include the Iran protesters. But not the China protesters because... You know, Time Magazine needs slave labor, too. If Iran only had slave labor, the Democrats would be more in their camp, don't you think? And Xi is on the list. Or Xi on the list. Yeah, Xi Jinping, Ricochet Rabbit, is on the list of Person of the Year. Because they love totalitarianism. I should clarify, I ran out of time, the Washington Free Beacon story, the new Washington Post communications chief moonlights as board member for a far-left activist group and Kathy Baird who claims membership in the Rosebud Sioux tribe Native American is also part of a, uh, a group she's an alumni native they call themselves this organization alumni native they call themselves a racial justice organization the Washington Post communications chief uh, funded by dark money and uh, it's a uh, encourages elementary school students to fight for Democratic Party initiatives like universal health care. And it's, uh, you know, like a lot of other far-left activist groups focusing on breaking through systems of white supremacy and grassroots organizing, according to their, you know, uh, 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 alumni. Uh, it's Illumni, Illumni Native uh, website. And uh, so it's a, you know, they uh, have children, they're indoctrinating the children in schools to radical left-wing causes. And, you know, white supremacy, they're breaking through white supremacy, you know. Hey, uh, work harder. Um, all right, now I'm done, okay? So that's the uh, Washington Post. That's, uh, that's good. I want to get to these Democrat members of Congress who are crazy. Can you narrow it down a little? I, I can, yeah. Uh, before I get back to the criminal enterprise and the tampering with the 2020 election. It's funny how the uh, DNC chair and then Virginia governor Terry McAuffle said that the 2000 election was stolen, and that's fine. Then he said the 2004 election was stolen. Then, uh, then they won 2008 and 2012. Then in 2016, Hillary Clinton lost, and she said the election was stolen. And uh, then they won in 20, and they say there's nothing wrong with this election. Right? And Hillary Clinton has already said that 2004 election is going to be stolen. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Literally steal right-wing extremists. This is what a fascist this woman is. Cankle fascism. It's uh, truly amazing. And again, I've got the audio of Terry McAuffle saying the 2000 election was uh, just recently. Uh, the 2000 election was stolen because they lost. The 2004 election, they said, was stolen because Folks, they lost. you know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. See? Um, the only elections that aren't stolen, according to the Democrats, are the ones they win. 
right, 2008, Barack Hussein Obama, not on our side. 2012, Barack Hussein Obama, not on our side. Right? 2016, they had it fixed. It was rigged. Hillary couldn't lose. It was, you know, 98 percentile or something like that. And then she lost. And Hillary Clinton says that it was uh, stolen. That election was stolen. Then she says that the future election, the next election, will be stolen. There's already a scheme. So they, they're already, you know, what it's like a pre-buttle or uh, what do they call it? Pre-bunking. We got to pre-bunk this. These people are insane and they're a danger to our democracy. And uh, according to the New York Times poll, the survey that they took with Siena College, they... Um, the number one threat to our democracy is the news media, 84% of us. Number two threat to our democracy is the Democratic Party. But information dominance is king. All right, let's go to these nutcases. Um, on NBC Meet the Press with Chunk, Chunk Todd, a former Democrat Senate campaign staffer whose wife uh, runs a radical left-wing Democrat political consultancy in the Washington area where she worked for Bernie Sanders, took in millions of dollars from the Bernie Sanders campaign. That's no problem. And he interviews Bernie Sanders and never mentions it, and that's fine. Chunk Todd's show, Meet the Press, once a legitimate show, not for a long time, though, didn't mention Elon Musk yesterday, didn't mention Elon Musk. And the story that broke on Friday was still rolling out on Saturday and on Sunday. NBC News didn't mention it because they're too busy choking on the root. I'll leave it at that. And the uh, Chunk Todd yesterday had a crazy Democrat member of the House of Representatives on named Catherine Clark. It's a good name, Catherine. She's like she's a reporter at the Daily Planet. Catherine Clark is the incoming House minority whip. You know, the Democrats, they love the whip, don't they? From the Civil War to Robert Mapplethorpe, they love the whip. They make love to the whip. Well, the Mapplethorpe thing, anyway. So he had uh, Catherine Clark on, and she's the mother of a child, and probably shouldn't be. I think that Child Protective Services need to intervene because Catherine Clark was on with the Democrat Party apparatchik Chunk Todd yesterday on Meet the Press, and she was talking about her kids... Uh, and how terrified they are of the weather and how they're all going to die because uh, of the weather. Let me tell you what it means to, to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. I've had my family at a movie theater when, when the movie stopped, my children immediately felt there must be a shooter in the theater with us. Hello, Child Protective Services. <laughs> Another Democrat member of Congress, this one is named Catherine Clark. She's from a different generation. Generation Apocalypse Now. Generation Jim Jones Guiana. Um, she, they raise their children honestly to believe that it's the end of the world because of the weather. And when you go see a movie, and, you know, it, this is your fault, Catherine Clark. You're the mother of these children, and this is you raising them in a Democrat Party 
apocalyptic death cult hell. And I, 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 your children, I, I, you know, you should make sure there are no sharp implements around the house within their reach because they might just open a vein without warning and start spraying blood all over the place, uh, you know, like Dan Aykroyd as Julia Child. Uh, <laughs> Saturday Night Live when it used to be funny and not just another Democrat Party political show. And then they go see a movie, and when the lights go off, at, at, uh, they think that they're going to be shot and killed because there was that one shooting, I think, in Aurora, Colorado a number of years ago, and I don't know how your middle child would be so aware of that that they'd be clinical paranoids by the time they reach puberty. You should probably have them switch genders and uh, move to Nicaragua, uh, where they'll be safe. <laughs> Katie Porter, you remember, California Democrat, are they still counting the votes in that thing? Because that was, uh, last time I looked, they were still counting the votes because the Democrat, well, they were counting the ballots, not the votes. Katie Porter uh, had a nine-year-old daughter last year. I have a nine-year-old daughter. I have three kids. And I told my nine-year-old daughter that I was going to be speaking with you. And I said, what do you think about Greta. the climate change? Climate change. And she said, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. And I asked her how that made her feel. And she said it made her feel angry. Then she detonated her suicide vest and killed everyone in the room. It was quite tragic. This is your Democrat Party. They are, they are not well, and they shouldn't be raising children. The next generation, honestly, you think Al-Qaeda and ISIS are a problem, and they are. The Democrat Party's kids, you know, who's shooting everybody in this country? The Democrat Party's kids, that's who. Not exactly Flintstone kids, they're Glock kids. And uh, you wonder why. They have no hope for the future. You know, the, the United States of America is about the future. Humankind, having children, is about the future. Presidential elections are about the future. American politics supposed to be about the future of America, of your family, of humankind, because we're the good guys. But these people are raising a suicidal death cult. And I feel for their children... Uh, I think I know what to expect. Drug addiction, alcoholism. You know, Hunter Biden is a, a role model, I think, for these people. Now, let's get back to the Elon Musk thing. Um, the piece by Jonathan Turley, Six Degrees from James Baker, a familiar figure, reemerges with the release of the Twitter files. And he wrote, uh, thousands of Twitter documents are released on the company's infamous censorship program. Much has been confirmed about the use of back channels by Biden and Democrat officials to silence critics on the social media platform. However, one familiar name immediately popped out in the first batch of documents released through journalist Matt Taibbi. Very smart to have journalist Matt Taibbi. Uh, now, he'll be destroyed by the uh, fake mainstream journalist. And the name is James Baker. For many years, James Baker, uh, for many, James Baker is becoming the Kevin Bacon of the Russian collusion scandal. You know, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, it's a game for Democrats following along. You have no memory for anything, I know. 
James Baker has been featured repeatedly in the Russian investigations launched by the Justice Department, including the hoax involving the Russian Alpha Bank fake scandal. When Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman wanted to plant the bizarre false claim of a secret communication channel between the Trump campaign and the Kremlin, it was James Baker, his go-to speed dial contact for the corrupt lawyer Sussman, the liar. Baker would later testify at Sussman's trial. Baker's name also appeared prominently in controversies related to the other Russian-related FBI allegations against Trump. He was effect effectively forced out of the FBI due to his role and reportedly found himself under criminal investigation, Baker. He became a defender of the Russian investigation despite findings of biased and even criminal conduct at the FBI. He was also a frequent target of Donald Trump on social media, including Twitter. Baker responded with public criticism of Trump for his, quote, false narratives, end quote, which were more true than the FBI narratives. After leaving the FBI, Twitter seemed eager to hire Baker as deputy general counsel. Ironically, Baker soon became involved in another alleged back channel with a presidential campaign. This time, it was Twitter that maintained the non-public channels with the Biden campaign and later the White House. Baker soon weighed in with the same signature bias that characterized the Russian investigation. He, of course, uh, Baker, uh, weeks before the 2020 presidential election, the New York Post ran the explosive story about the laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden that contained emails and records detailing a multi-million dollar influence peddling operation by the Biden family. Not only was Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and the brother, James Biden, involved in deals with an array of dubious foreign figures. Thank you very much. That's right, I'll do it. And the... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, and on and on. It turns out that he's Twitter's lawyer, and he's telling people, yeah, this laptop, very concerning. We should stay away from that. So he's involved in the cover-up. First, he was spreading false stories. Then he's involved in the cover-up of real stories, of true stories. The first time to uh, false stories to undermine the Republican president and the campaign. The second time to cover up true stories on behalf of the Democrat party and the Democrat campaign. And all this is okay. It does remind us of Harry Reid. I have that coming up. Did you know that banks can legally confiscate your money to bail themselves out? One, one catch, though. It's got to be during what we call extraordinary times. Well, with Biden and the economy and the world and the shape we're in right now, don't you think we're in extraordinary times? I think it's time to call 888-446-5320 to get your personal wealth protection guide. Because my friends at American Alternative Assets are standing by to help you protect your retirement and your savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. So call 888-446-5320 today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will answer all the questions you have. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Call American Alternative Assets at 888-4-GOLD-20 to secure your free gold and silver guide today. 888-446-5320. 
Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. You know, the fix is in. It's rigged. It's set up. And Democrats like Mike Alib, it's like, oh, there's nothing new here. Just move along. No scandal here. The FBI and the CIA corrupting our elections with disinformation operations against us. Oh, we already knew that. Time to go to lunch. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Now, let me tell you about Democrats and the big lie, as in Joseph Goebbels and Hitler's Socialist Workers' Party. The Democrats rolled out that term, the big lie, last year because they knew they were rolling out the big lie. Harry Reid was the Democrat Senate Majority Leader in 2012 when Mitt Romney was running for president. And Harry Reid rolled out a big lie. The word's out that he hasn't paid any taxes for 10 years. Let him prove that he has paid taxes because he hasn't. Uh, guilty until proven isn't proved that uh, you're not uh, guilty. And then uh, after the election and Mitt Romney lost, it was learned that it was a lie. The media ran with the lie, of course. And then it was revealed it was a lie. And Dana Bash on CNN asked Harry Reid about the big lie. So no regrets about Mitt Romney, about the Koch brothers. Some people have even call, called it McCarthyite. Well, they call it whatever they want. Um, Romney didn't win, did he? He didn't win, did he? So he's fine. Yeah, you caught me in a lie. I lied. I made up that Mitt Romney hadn't paid taxes in 10 years. Made up lies about the Koch brothers. And Harry Reid, who was a criminal, um, made up the big lie. The media all went with it because Harry Reid told him to go with it. So they did, being the cheap fluffers that they are. And after the election, Dana Bash, whose husband, ex-husband now, is one of the signatories on that 51 intelligence officials lie about uh, the laptop looking like defense infor- uh, 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 Russian disinformation. All lie. So they, they peddle a story that's not true and kill stories that are. This is The Chris Plant Show. We live in a very, uh, very crazy, uh, crazy country because the left is here and they're nuts and they're violent and they love stealing stuff. Now, we were just talking about Harry, uh, Harry the Body Reed and um, his big lie in 2012 where he came out and said, well, Mitt Romney hadn't paid his taxes in 10 years. If it's not true, you prove it's not true, which is classic communist stuff. You're guilty until proven innocent. So now you got to produce all your... And it's class warfare because Mitt Romney has been successful in his life as a businessman because he's sober. And, um, you know, his brother doesn't beat the hell out of him like Harry Reid's brother beat the hell out of Harry Reid. And then he lied and made up a story about that, too, remember? Dropped his weights like he could pick up a weight. But in 2012, Harry Reid, uh, Democrat leader in the Senate, spread a lie about Mitt Romney not paying his taxes for 10 years. If it's not true, he should disprove it. Total communist on American stuff. Media went with it. After the election, 
gosh, surprise, surprise, turned out Harry Reid was a pathological liar. And the media all went with it. And, uh, and it hurt him. And when Dana Bash, whose crooked husband signed on to that crooked intelligence letter, lying that the Hunter Biden laptop had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation, the story, which was a lie to spike a story, right? See all the connective tissue here. Honestly, it's a, a, an orgy in a sleeping bag. And Harry finds out. So here they made up a fake story, 2012, about Mitt Romney in an effort to damage him on the lead-up to Election Day. They get found out after the election, and he says, yes, so what? He didn't win, did he? So Harry Reid and the lie wins. The media lie wins. The Democrat Party lie wins the day. Mitt Romney loses the race to Barack Obama, the presidential contest. And everybody just moves on. So the senior leadership of the Democrat Party spreads disinformation, misinformation, fake story. Media goes with it. Found out when it doesn't matter after the election. He admits it and he brags about it. He didn't win, did he? That was the goal, right? Then in the lead up to the 2020 election, eight years later, two election cycles later, a true story comes out from the New York Post about the Hunter Biden laptop and the Democrat Party in collusion with the FBI, with the intelligence community, and the news media spike the story, murder the story, and in the end, Biden won. So they achieved their goal because, you know, he said, as Harry Reid said, well, he didn't win, did he? He didn't win, did he? And Trump in 2020, well, he didn't win, did he? It's two sides of the same coin. The first side, Harry Reid in 2012, invents a fake story. The media goes with it. It's not true. Did it affect the outcome of the election? It was a dirty trick squad thing. And then in 2020, a real story comes out that would be detrimental to the Democrats, and the story is spiked with criminal collusion by the fascist Bureau of Intimidation, the FBI, a once great organization, the CIA, John Brennan, and 51 signatories to that criminal information operation that they ran against the American people. Again, I was uh, trading texts with my brother over the weekend and uh, talking about political things kicking just you know spitballing back and forth and one of the things that uh, that I got into and that we got into is that this is the the Democrat Party the left have been furious with the US government and in particular the CIA for tampering meddling in foreign elections in particular Iran Mohammed Mossadegh, look it up, long story. And the CIA is the villain of the story. The CIA during the Cold War did meddle in elections overseas. If we thought the communist pro-Soviet candidate might end up in charge of the country, the CIA meddled in an effort to produce a less totalitarian outcome. Almost always, 
involving communists or would-be communist pro-Soviet leaders around the world. But now you see the CIA, John Brennan, with his Communist Party background, made CIA director by Barack Obama, who was mentored by a member of the Communist Party, Frank Marshall Davis, who he talks about in his book, but only identifies as Frank. And now the intelligence community, led by the CIA director under Barack Obama, meddled in our election with an information operation. This is the revenge of the radical left meeting out exacting revenge against the United States of America. And again, uh, Elon Musk over the weekend tweeted out that he's seen evidence in the internal Twitter documents that they may have meddled Twitter in the Brazilian election. And I need to know, we need to know, the American people need to know whether the CIA or the FBI were involved in meddling in the Brazilian election on behalf of the leftists, not Bolsonaro, who they call the Trump of Brazil, with great contempt. They uh, compare him to Trump. And um, the lefty won and Bolsonaro lost. Elon Musk tweeted out, I've seen a lot of concerning tweets about the recent Brazil election. If those tweets are accurate, it's possible that Twitter personnel gave preference to left-wing candidates. Not just for president, but the other candidates as well. Isn't that amazing? And Avi Yamini tweeted, Can you find out what other elections were, quote, handled? by the former Twitter regime. Thank you, signed the rest of the world. Also, President Trump put out on his Truth social media over the weekend as Elon Musk was releasing the information and the news media was hiding from it, burying it, exercising their most insidious power. President Trump put out on Truth Wow, exclamation mark. That's a really big story about Twitter and various forms of government fraud, including specifically election fraud. The same level of fraud took place with the other big tech companies, if not even worse, if that's possible. We're living in a very corrupt country, he wrote in all caps. That's true. And as they are saying all over the Internet, quote, Nothing will be done about it because the Justice Department and FBI are totally corrupt, end quote. That's true. But they'll keep investigating boxes, he put in quotation marks, that were legally and openly taken from the White House. I, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, uh, a problem with anything he said there. Everything he said there pretty much is true. Uh, the FBI is corrupt. Uh, it's uh, tragic that we have to say that out loud. I'm a patriotic, red-blooded, America-loving um, American patriot, the risk of being redundant. And, um, and all of that is true. Now, the president, President Trump did go on to say, so with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception, 
in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and Democrat Party, all true. Do you throw the presidential election results out? This is, uh, do, do you throw the presidential election results of the 2020, of 2020 out and declare a new election? See, that, I mean, this is, this is uh, let me, I, I uh, stumbled over that. It's in the Washington Post. They buried it on the last page in the middle of an article attacking President Trump, right? <laughs> so President Trump then says, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, meaning himself, or do you have a new election? So that's what President Trump posted, and now they're attacking him and going crazy, saying he wants to destroy the Constitution. President Trump continued, a massive fraud of this type, of this type and magnitude, allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. I don't think anybody believes that. Um, President Trump um, perhaps believes that, but you're not going to find a legal scholar who says, well, you find what the Democrats did with Twitter, and that means you throw out the results of the election and start over. I, you're not going to find any legal, anybody that went to law school, uh, any constitutional scholar that is going to say, yeah, the natural consequence here is you throw out the results of the 2020 election and make Trump uh, the president, or you um, uh, hold a new election. There is no provision for that anywhere that I'm aware of, um, and uh, I, I tend to be fairly aware. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles. Not true. Even those found in the Constitution. Not true. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. That's true. That part is true. And he followed up by saying, unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure. Now, I don't uh, completely disagree with that. Uh, I think this is an unprecedented situation in the age of social media. We've never seen anything like it. The Democrat Party is profoundly corrupt. It is, you know, the Harry Reid story kind of in reverse on LSD. Um, Again, I'm not aware of the uh, Constitution having any provision for this. Now, it, look, it's President Trump arguing his case. So here's his opening volley. And, uh, you know, then you can come back at him, which, of course, everybody did, uh, naturally. So the, uh, the crazy Democrats at the Washington Post are very angry that he would say that. He's trying to murder the... Co I can't ignore Trump's call to suspend the Constitution. He didn't call to suspend the Constitution. He claimed that the Constitution um, would overturn the corrupt election um, or call for a new election, which I don't believe it does, but that's what he claimed. But Ruth Marcus in the Washington Post, I can't ignore Trump's call to suspend the Constitution. Now, I mean, you guys called out the National Guard. There were troops all over the streets of our nation's capital after the election of Joe Biden for longer than I think we've seen since the end of the Civil War. Uh, you guys uh, claim that every election, presidential election, that you didn't win in the 21st century was stolen. Hillary Clinton claims the next presidential election is going to be stolen, and she knows 
she knows, by a vast right-wing conspiracy that she's peddling again. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ruth Marcus in the Washington Post, um, as to what President Trump said, she claims this is an insurrection by social media. An insurrection. I got to tell you, certainly not imaginary fraud capitalized, uh, I got to tell you, um, uh, allows for the termination, she put in quotation marks, of the constitutional guarantees. None of that happened. Our media is the biggest threat to our democracy. And it's time that the media went to Aspen or someplace and circled your navels for a while and talked about why the New York Times found that 84% of the American people see you as the number one threat to our democracy. You're not a legitimate news media. I say this not with glee, but with lament, with sadness, because you are the most corrupt institution in America today. And the New York Times found that you're the number one threat to our democracy. Uh, let's uh, let's take a phone call. I haven't been doing enough of that today. I apologize. Let's go to Alan calling from Chicago, Illinois, listening on WLS. Hey, good morning, Chris. Hey, Everything Alan. you're talking about right now could apply to the virus. You know, the government conspired to withhold information using tech. You know, doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough are being punished now for what they tried to tell the American people about what was going on. Everything was, that was presented was being approved by the CDC, by Fauci, and facts were deleted, were blocked. People were punished for trying to speak honestly to the American people. One of the worst examples is how children were treated. You know, there are 72 million children under the age of 18. Fewer than 2,000 have died with the virus and not of the virus, because only 5% die of the virus only. So much of the information we should have known was never told to us. And it's an ongoing problem because it's still still uh, with us. Information dominance is uh, what they have secured. And, and you know, they'll, uh, they'll uh, tell the American people what to do and where to sit and when to speak and when to shut up and when to inject vaccines into your system. But most importantly, when to shut up. My friend Bill Gertz, great investigative journalist, with a piece on the People's Liberation Army in China seeking information dominance over the U.S. Well, maybe their Biden-Democrat coalition with the Chinese communists will come in handy there. Information dominance, Bill Gertz says, in the Washington Times is what the Chinese communists are seeking over the U.S. Information dominance, I've been talking about it for years, is what the left has secured in the United States of America. They own the narrative. They kill the stories that are true. They spread the stories that are false. From Harry Reid to Twitter and FBI Director Christopher Ray and CIA Director John Brennan. These are dangerous people. They're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Also in North Carolina, somebody shot up two 
power electricity relay stations and put out the electricity for tens of thousands of people. Turns out some Democrats were having a holiday drag queen show when the electricity went out, and they think that it's because of them that somebody shot out power stations. I think it's probably uh, radical left-wing jihadis plotting, you know, to short out the entire country, and they're uh, practicing a little dry run, a little rehearsal. But it's a pretty crazy story that somebody shot up two power relay stations, electric relay stations. Electricity went out for tens of thousands. And naturally, the left, self-important and delusional as they are, they think they cut out the electricity because we were having a drag show. We are having drag shows all over the country in every grammar school. And I like it's the holiday drag show. It is like Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus dressed in each other's clothes or something. The Democrat Party is unwell. They are unwell. And uh, information dominance is a Chinese military goal over the United States of America. It is a military construct, a military concept that I've been talking about here for years and how the left, not liberals, they're not liberals, they're the left, have secured information dominance in the United States of America in a military and intelligence way. It is the way they've executed this, seizing the military, excuse me, the well, they're doing it to the military, too. Uh, they are. Um, information dominance is king. And that's why they're so furious with Elon Musk for taking over one of the key elements in controlling the public narrative, controlling the town square, what people can say and won't they say, what they can't say. It's about information dominance. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.